This is the Saints Podcast with 102.4 Wish FM. Well, I suppose firstly, what a weekend for Super League. Oh, brilliant. Really, really good. I think it's a, a good shot in the arm for, for the competition as a whole. And, you know, I think a lot of things got said about us as, as a group of, you know, and we are all, we are all united and we're, we're all human and we all bleed and we all cry the same and we all feel the same and... I think a lot of poor things got said about our competition, you know, from some people in positions of power, and you know, it's it's good to prove a lot of people wrong. Um, without Dubai camps or without training every Monday, you know, it's good to prove a lot of people wrong. So um, I'm really happy for Tony. I'm really happy for Sean, and I think you know, credit to the boys who took the field, and, and credit for doing what they did. And you know, yeah, it's nice to to be proud of what we do and proud to be proud of this competition. I think we've got a great product, and I think we should fly the flag high without people trying to rip it down. How important are these you know, these victories for the sport? I mean, obviously, not only for, for you know, as you said, they all you all united and you all together. You wanted to see those two wins, but also, I suppose, inspiring clubs and, and youngsters coming through the ranks. I guess. Well, it is. I mean, you you heard what Kevin Brown said after the Warrington game, you know, and he he remembers that night in Brisbane when William beat Brisbane over there, and you know, and when you you think of what Kevin's turned into as a player and and a leader for the game, and you know, a real good role model for for your junior players and. And moments like that, they're pivotal in, in in junior players' careers, you know. And I've I've got lots of them myself where I've you know which sort of brought me to the game. And you know, I remember watching Meninga flying down a touchline, and when he played at Saints, and that was I did come from a rugby family, but I never really cared about rugby. And then stuff like that was pivotal about me turning to the sport and playing the game. And you know, hopefully, these two games will inspire children, inspire young kids and in, inspire future Kevin Browns, you know, and, and players of that calibre. So, yeah, we've got to do a little bit more. I think our grassroots system is probably falling behind a little bit than, than where it should be and I think we should be, you know, taking advantage of these opportunities now. Speaking of Kevin Brown, I know he was, he was a target a, a little while ago for, for St Helens and did you sort of see watching him at the weekend thinking, you know, that what could have been or was it just a case of it just wasn't meant to be no it just wasn't meant to be you know I think Kevin's a great guy and you know I ended up getting on really well with Kevin and his close friends were one of my coaches and I always knew Kevin was a great player and I knew he was going to influence whichever team he was in and you know I think it just showed you know it was well worth the money whatever Warrington spent on him it was definitely well worth the money to, to get him into that shirt so he's going to influence a lot of good things for him this year and of course closer to home uh, Joe and Zeb what's the story there um, yeah it was it's been a bit of an ongoing thing since last year. We've I sort of got a bit of a whisper that from the NRL what was going on. I have a lot of friends who in in quite high positions in in certain clubs over there, and um, and so I was, Joe, I asked Joe to give me as early you know the most possible notice as he possibly could regarding the move to the NRL. And Joe came in before round one and told me that it was a done deal, and um, and then you know this the sort of Football manager part of me came out and thought, right, where, where can we do, go with this and what can we do to, to help the club out and what's going to be the best for the club? And, you know, I, could, I know Joe's a young athlete and, you know, I think his head had been turned and I'm not sure where he was at for the rest of the year with the Saints. And, you know, and I, I proposed a deal to, to the Titans, um, which came through in the end and, you know, it worked out really well. And we've, as, although we've lost a great junior player, we've, we've, Recruited an absolutely ex- excellent senior player. Uh, you know, Zebby's. I think his ability and talent speaks for itself. Of what he's done at the Titans and what he's done over at Catalan. So he's only going to influence what we, you know, only good good things for us in the future. 
of course, business is business. You know, deals are done, as you said, there, conversations are had. But from a personal level, it, it must sort of, you know, be quite something to watch a homegrown player sort of move on and, I suppose, or spread his wings in, 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 in a sense. Yeah, it's, it does. I mean, it breaks your heart as a coach. I mean, you know, me and Sean Wayne are friends and I'm Wayne, he's experienced it himself, you know, and losing Burgess to go to the NRL and, you know, you, you try your best to, to do what you can by the best thing for these kids and and common sense prevails. You'd never stand in anybody's way, you know, you don't want to stop people earning the money, they they deserve it, it's a short career, but, you know, I just wish Joe would have given us another couple of years just to, so we could get him where I believe he was going to be a superstar, you know, and, you know, he's, he's going to go through a tough period, but I think if anybody could do it, it would definitely be Joe Greenwood. You mentioned the, uh, the the money there. Obviously, it's it's too com- you can't really compare the, the salaries between the two the two sports. Is that a constant frustration for you? Um, I think we've always got to live within our means, and you know I think we're, we're making great strides every year as a competition. I think we really do believe that. And, but people keep making comparisons with the two competitions, and it's just unfair comparisons. You know, the salary cap's going to be ten million for for 2018 and we're far behind that you know so they, you can't make comparisons just on the field when you know all the best players are going to be in the NRL because that's where the money is so it's it's quite difficult but everybody's in the same boat you know, all of the Super League clubs are in the same boat and we're, we're all spending the same amount and it just puts a little bit more pressure on development and bring and, re- and recruitment and all of those things but you know, we've we've always survived. We've we've adapted and overcome on lots of occasions in in many centuries of, of playing rugby league. So, you know, I'm sure this will just be a slight hiccup along the path, and you know, we'll we'll soon find a way to do something. And of course, looking forward, uh, Lee. He's obviously your next competitors. Must be good to have them back. Firstly, oh, it's brilliant, brilliant. And you know, credit to to Derek and and Neil and and all of the team down there. You know, I've, I've got some close friends at the club who, you know, and Lee's always been that sort of that team for me that I used to love watching and used to love playing against them. Um, they've played a lovely style of rugby league and they're real entertaining and, you know, I was, I was probably the biggest supporter last year, you know. I was desperate for them to make the Super League, so... <clears throat> and they've probably been showed in bad light probably in the last couple of weeks, you know, they, or in the first week. It was a tough task to go to Castleford and they got caught a little bit cold. Um, but last week, you've seen that true Lee, Lee spirit, so... Yeah, it's going to be a tough game, a real tough game. And they've got some big boys who come out firing and it's a real hostile envir- environment, but we're not a bad side of ourselves. So we're, we'll go and we'll, we'll go with the points approved and, you know, we want to lay a marker out. I think some people might may have seen Lee at the beginning as sort of the underdogs, as sort of people who um, maybe underestimated, he's underestimated. I get the sense that you don't underestimate them at all. No, no, not at all. I know Lee can play. You know, they've got some talent in the side. You know, we've got Glenn Stewart, Mickey Iam, they've got lots of great players who've played at high levels and been involved with trophies and you know that, that experience is second to none. So yeah, it's and you you combine that with the, the environment, the, the hostile crowd and you know it makes for a tough night. But you know, the players my players are coming off the back of a, a real good hard fought fought out result against Leeds. Um, we've had two weeks of real good training. Um, my boys are are pretty excited to set the field. Uh, any update on Matty Smith? I know that's an ongoing thing. How's he doing? Yeah, it's just it is what it is. Uh, Matty's still in a boot, and you know he's sooner rather than later he'll be out of it, and we can sort of get progressing him. And you know, but we's we've no sort of hope or wish in the immediate future that he'll be pulling a shirt on. It's sooner rather than later, but I'm sure Zebby will be pulling the shirt on before Matty does. I suppose it's a case of making sure his recovery is right and just wait until he's ready and then... Yeah, you've it. got to. It's a long goal season. You know, we play lots of games and we've got lots of competitions on the go. So 
as disappointing as it is, you know, it, it gives them young kids an opportunity to, to try and put the front, front foot forward and, you know, put, put themselves in the window for, for future picks. And, you know, it gives us a, probably as a club and as a group of leaders to really step up in other areas and, and prove that, you know, we are as versatile as what, as what we think we are. In terms of Lee, um, obviously from what you've seen in them, who, who would you consider to be the danger men in that side? I think they've got, I really like what their outside backs are doing. I think they've, they've got a real good group of outside backs and I watched the game last week against Leeds, against Leeds. I thought Willie Tonga was really, really sharp and, and Brown out the back looked really, really solid for him and, and, and composed. Um, and they brought the two new front rows in who did a real good job. Uh, I think they've got the two nines are very, very good. Uh, and Josh Drinkwater playing down that left-hand side of the field with Corey Patterson's a real big threat. So, yeah, we've we've got lots of danger across the field. And I think it's that curve-free mentality with them sometimes that's that can really hurt you. You know, they they don't mind throwing, you know, promoting the ball and throwing it around a little bit. So it does hurt you in that second phase. But yeah, we've we've worked exceptionally hard on our defence in pre-season, and you know, it showed against Leeds what we could do defensively. And, you know, we've we've worked on a lot of areas of our offence in the last couple of weeks and you know, it seems to be coming to the party a little bit. So if we can combine a good good performance both sides and both sides of the ball, I think we'll, we'll do a decent job. The Saints Podcast with one oh two point four Wish FM. Well we've um, we've been twenty three and um, with the opportunity that came across, um, like I say, it's a big competition out there. Um, and I've always wanted to challenge myself and see what it's actually like and it's the lifestyle and the opportunity come when I'm still young and I've got no family or anything. So it was, uh, it was a tough decision with me coming from um, coming from Saints as a young kid. Um, but like I say, it's something that I've always wanted to do with the opportunity come and like I say, I've got no ties down or anything. That um, that it was it was tough, but like it, the opportunity has come and I've I've. Um, I've gone for it. Is it something you've been thinking about for a while? Is it something you've been thinking about quite recently? Um, it was... It, I, I, when I was younger, I've always been thinking about it for a while, wondering what it's like over there. And I've always wanted to play. Like, when we played in the World Club Challenge and playing against the Aussies, you always want to test yourself. Um, and I've always wanted to see what it's like, because um, I've always watched it. And, like I say, it's something that I did think about. And... Um, and I've th- and I thought about recently with the opportunity, like, like I said, the opportunities come and I just sort of couldn't turn it down. Um, but like I say, it's, it's going to be a big challenge. Was it, was it just the Titans that were interested in you? or was, it, was uh, There were a few other clubs uh, that were interested. We had a seven, like three or four clubs. So, um, and also I was sitting down with Kez and Rushy and Eamon um, <coughs> just to basically um, said the what what had been going on and what people, what clubs would come in, and so we were we we're negotiating for a for a while since October and stuff, and um, then I finally was sitting down with my family and stuff, and finally made the decision um, of which club I think would at this um, stage of my career would that, I've, and I've always wanted to do it is the Gold Coast, and like I said, Gold Coast have been really like looking after me already. Um, so like I say, I'm looking forward to getting down and training with them with the boys now. I was going to say, you've chosen a good club in Gold Coast Titans. Uh, I think Frankie came from there as well. Did you, you speak to him before you made um, the decision I, at all? No, I haven't, I haven't spoken to him yet because I've always found out off uh, Wello that he's, uh, he's, he's working behind the scenes. So it'll, it'll be good when I get over there because he's always someone who, who, who I know um, I've played with and I can always go to him for anything. And it's going to be 
uh, it's going to be good just to settle me in and he'll he'll know some of the stuff that I need to do and what have you so he'll probably take me under his wing over there yeah, so uh, we were chatting before I put the tape on we are just chatting about what, uh, what needs to happen now you could be out there in what, the next couple of weeks next three weeks yeah well it could be a couple of days it could be a week so it depends on the visa uh, just wait on the visa application to get get processed and then um, hopefully get, get to it over there so just waiting on the visa application yeah, so you like could be playing it round one then yeah, they're trying to hopefully trying to push to get try and get into round one. All dependent how how well I settle and uh, obviously with a jet lag and with a heat. But like I say, I'm looking forward to it whenever whenever they put me now, uh, and I'll be ready to go for round one. Yeah, have they spoken about your role there? What how many minutes are expected to play? We haven't really spoke yet. Um, uh, they're gonna have a good chat when I get over and sit down with the coach Neil and um, speak to him. Uh, but like I said, the uh, Hopefully we paint. They want me to try and um, look at working with uh, Kevin Proctor, who's just come on one of their big signings. So, like I say, it would be good to work, work with him as well this year. So you must have some good memories of your, your time. Say, yeah, like I said, uh, the biggest memory will always live with me forever is uh, the, tri- the winning try at um, Langtree Park against Wigan. Um, like I said, that was unbelievable, and the place was just bouncing after, and that will always stick with me. Matty Smith. Pumps the ball over the top. Makinson's underneath it. Now then, who's got the, the better oh, that's legs? A, that's a great run. That is a fantastic oh, run. This. Watch this from Makinson. Wigan are after him, but what a response. This but, could win it. Here comes the young man. Uh, just everyone really because like I say I've come through as a kid um, and it's like all the boys the coaches coach staff even down to the academy um, it's like who's who's got me where I am today um, so like I say we're like another home to me um, but like I say I'm just going to miss everyone and I've just I, I wished all the boys and all the coach staff all the, be- all the best for this year and I'll be keeping a close eye and watching them. You're effectively leaving two hometowns, aren't you? Because you can say Hans is probably your second town and Saddleworth and Oldham. Yeah, yeah. So a bit of a bit of a traveller, <laughs> they can call it. But no, like I say, Saints will always always be deep down in there in my body, and uh, because they've they've brought me where I am today, and it's, I've only been at Saints since I was 15, 16 year old. So like I say, it was uh, it was tough to walk out of training, but like I say, I'm looking forward to the new chapter. As is, uh, as is often the, the wants of fans and social media, there's already people asking, you know, when you come to the end of your NRL career, would you would you come back to come back to St. Helens? I'd definitely, uh, I'd definitely consider it. I'd um, give uh, Rushy and uh, Eamon a ring or Kez who's still here and see, see, see if they still want me. But uh, no, we'll uh, sit down and that. But like I say, I've got a job to do for these first first three years that I've signed. And um, like I say, hopefully kick on from there and keep progressing as a player because I've got a lot to learn still. You've been listening to The Saints Podcast with 102.4 Wish FM.